Hello, welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I am the film critic for the website Quipster.net. I invite you to check out all of my written work stemming all the way back to 1996. You can find all of my reviews, classics, new releases, you name it, all at that website, Quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Independence Day Resurgence is the film I'm going to be reviewing today. It largely did not screen for critics. However, I did get to go see it on the Thursday night preview. It's a science fiction action film. It is PG-13 because of sequences of sci-fi action and destruction. And for some language, it runs exactly two hours. The cast returns Jeff Goldblum, Bill Pullman, Judd Hirsch, Brent Spiner, and Vivica A. Fox. And brings on newcomers, Liam Hemsworth, Jesse T. Usher, Maka Monroe, Travis Tope, Celia Ward, William Fitchner, Charlotte Gainsbourg, and a host of other notable supporting players. Even Robert Loggia gets wheeled out here for a cameo, even though he looks like he's almost photoshopped in here. The director is Roland Emmerich, who also co-writes the screenplay along with Nicholas Wright, James A. Woods, Dean Devlin, and James Vanderbilt. The one mystery that I had while watching Independence Day Resurgence was why it was called that when it could have been more aptly named Thanksgiving Day, because they're delivering quite a turkey for us all to feast on for our own Independence Day. If only this turkey weren't so bereft of flavor, we'd have something to savor here. But it's not that the first film was great or even particularly good by most objective measures, but it sure was a whole lot of dumb fun as a quintessential popcorn flick. And I feel that that's something that Roland Emmerich, the returning director, must have forgotten in his few attempts to become a more serious filmmaker in the two decades of interim projects. You know, based on this too self-serious attempt to toss in some gravitas to the sci-fi adventure tale, it seems that Roland Emmerich has been under the impression that state-of-the-art special effects and massive visions of buildings and landmarks and more disintegrating are what draws people to these kinds of movies and not the goofy characters of the first film, not the hokey dialogue or the semi-campy story elements. I think that the main difference here is that visual effects are so sophisticated today in this era of massive sci-fi extravaganzas. I mean, you have star-studded superhero flicks coming out on a nearly monthly basis. Pixar is putting out photorealistic visual effects in all of their animated features. You know, giving us some interesting visual elements amid what they're providing here, which are flat characterizations. You have character actors who are seemingly all past their prime. The plot is as dull as can be, and there's cinematography here that is completely dimly lit. I mean, it looked like most shots in this film are done with people holding flashlights on the actors, not to mention that most of the actors are performing in front of green screen backdrops throughout, and it just doesn't make this pop out. It doesn't stand out from the pack in any form or fashion the way that the first film did for its era. And I haven't even mentioned here that the success of Independence Day ushered in a host of films that have imitated its style. You had movies that were contemporary that came out shortly after Independence Day. You had Stargate and Armageddon, Men in Black and Mars Attacks that were doing a lot of what 
Independence Day did, but did it in kind of an interesting fashion. And then you had more recent efforts to come out in cinema within the last decade or so. You have Battleship and Battle Los Angeles, Cowboys versus Aliens to some extent, and all these Transformers movies. I mean, there's been no shortage of inane Earth under Alien Siege Destructo porn for the last 20 years. So, you know, this is a niche that has been filled and filled and filled again. As far as the plot of this film, I won't go into too many details as far as all of these characters. There's a lot of characters here, and a lot of the returning characters... Let's just face facts. You're not going to watch Independence Day Resurgence because you're wondering what happened to Judd Hirsch, or you're wondering what happened to Robert Loja's character. I mean, who cares? You know, as far as the plot goes, it's 20 years after the first war for Earth. Dubbed in this film, The War of 96, uh, humans and their would-be alien exterminators, you know, we know what happened in the first film. Today, Earth has made light years of advancements in adopting things that we've learned from the remnant alien technology, which we've not only used to rebuild our destroyed cities, but also to jump far ahead in terms of air travel and space travel and even colonizing on the moon. Now, those collection of individuals who helped save the planet the first time around have become heroes. They're celebrities, all of them. And yet all of them still have this kind of aching feeling that they haven't seen the last of their newfound enemies in the universe. And with the long-dormant alien specimens that are in captivity, as well as the technology that they've left behind that we've gathered since the battle, they start coming to life. And so it would appear that another battle must be imminent. And it turns out that the people who think this are right. And for the purposes of this film, a ragtag crew of returning heroes, as well as their offspring are not only leading the charge to defend Earth yet again against an ultra-powerful alien force unlike anything they've seen before, just like the first one. Uh, we do have a bigger ship this time and a bigger boss alien, but according to this movie, they want humanity and other life on Earth out of the way so they can get to Earth's creamy magma center. Yes, that's what the aliens apparently are all here for. Not just to annihilate us or even to colonize us, but they just want our gooey center. We'll see how many licks it takes, I guess. Since most of the jokey joys of the first film have been replaced here by a lot of drudgery, and the most appealing actor of the original film, Will Smith, he wisely priced out the studio and ended up passing on reprising his role as Air Force pilot Captain Stephen Hiller. He is replaced here by the, I guess, comparatively uncharismatic Jesse T. Usher, who's taking over the role of Stephen Hiller's son, Dylan. There's really not a great deal here to recommend beyond the occasionally arresting battle sequences. And there is an unhinged comic turn by a returning player, Brent Spiner, as the crackpot doctor, Brash Oaken. We come to learn that he did not die in the first film. He's been in a coma for 20 years, and quite conveniently, he happens to awaken just in time to save humanity, perhaps, again. While Spiner is fun to watch, I don't think that there's anyone else here with the kind of personality to take over a film the way that Will Smith could do in his heyday. And the new characters that they bring in here have almost no discernible traits to attract our attention compared to the old ones. So that's dead in the water right off the bat. Despite clocking in nearly a half hour less in its runtime than the 1996 original, Independence Day Resurgence feels 
still too overstuffed in his plot. I mean, you have no less than five screenwriters credited, not to mention anybody else who may have contributed to rewrites here. You know, this is a movie that in 20 years has to get us up to speed on all of the things that happen to all of these older characters, and then we have to introduce us to the new family of characters we're supposed to follow for this and presumably future films. We get the conflict that takes place in this movie, and then the filmmakers have the chutzpah to give us something to come back for in the proposed third entry in the franchise you know this is a lot of setup for that too but what's most striking about this follow-up is that it also feels too much like a pilot to a basic cable tv show at times even though it has 200 million dollars to spend on some very well rendered visual effects it does lose that mammoth scale of that cinematic extravagance that propelled the original independence day to become the biggest eye candy spectacle of 1996 and indeed the biggest money maker in the movie theaters of 1996. That film was worth paying admission to see just for the effects work, but this one is barely worth paying our attention to, even just tolerate sitting through. Now, despite the intention of the filmmakers to continue the series beyond this second entry, And contrary to President Thomas Whitmore's rousing speech before the final stand in the 1996 film Independence Day, this franchise is going to go, unfortunately, quietly into the night. It will vanish without much of a fight. It is not likely to go on. It's not likely to survive. There's just not much to celebrate with this Independence Day. I'm giving Independence Day resurgence two stars out of four. Some great visual elements at times. On occasion, it does introduce an interesting story element that would have been probably more fascinating in a movie that was better written and featured more appealing actors and was directed with somebody who had some vision beyond just trying to do something rudimentary here like Roland Emmerich. So a real missed opportunity at capitalizing on the fan-favorite original film, Unfortunately, Independence Day Resurgence is a boring movie. Not a disaster, but completely forgettable in this day and age of films that do everything that this movie does, and they are able to do it so much better. Despite the futuristic setting, it is a relic. Two stars out of four for Independence Day Resurgence. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the review. If you did, I do encourage you to click the subscribe button, leave a review on iTunes, and also check out the website. You can find my contact information there, links to my Twitter feed, my Facebook page, and more. Quipster.net is where to go. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Until next time, I do hope you enjoy your time anytime you get to go to the movies. And better yet, sometimes it's better to just stay at home and rewatch with nostalgia the original film instead. 